Welcome to Combo. My name is Marcel Zugby, and I'm a fourth year here at Goshen, and I was born and raised in Palestine. I'm a volunteer at WEM, Palestinian Conflict Resolution Center, where I met Peter Yarrow from Peter, Paul, and Mary, and Mark Weiss through my dad, the founder and director of WEM. Peter, Paul, and Mary were a United States folk singing trio whose nearly 50-year career began with their rise to become a paradigm for the 1960s folk music. The trio was composed of Peter Yarrow, Paul Stuckey, and Mary Travers. Peter Yarrow is the active member of the trio who has a voice of justice, reconciliation, and peace. I would like to introduce to you all two family friends, Peter Yarrow from Peter Paul Mary and Mark Weiss from Operation Respect, who have impacted immensely the work of WEM Palestinian Conflict Resolution Center. Peter's songs are a form of uplifting spirituality. His words are an oasis of humanity. His voice is a blessing for generations to come. His commitment to peace and justice is beyond description. We are fortunate to have Peter and Mark with us today to share their work and to discuss the motivation they have found for their work in social justice and peacemaking around the world. Please help me in welcoming them to Goshen College. I'm going to start uh, with a little bit of music and, and I'll share some thoughts. And I'm going to look right at the person who is doing the signing. And she's going to come even closer. <laughs> and she's going to give me her hand and say, my name is, and then tell me her name. Danny. OK. Her name is Danny. Could you give her a little bit of a welcoming moment too? <laughs> Right over here. Right. Come they a little bit farther. The oh, you want to be over here. Okay, for that reason. That's, 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 that's logical and acceptable. But you have to come forward. So when I look at you, I don't turn away. This is called upstaging me. If you come forward, that's right. And then from time to time, so that we're not independent creatures, look at me the way Mary Travers used to. Okay, do we have a deal? Okay, good. <laughs> All right. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine Now you sing When I say I'm gonna uh, This light of mine You say I'm gonna let it shine First say it I'm gonna let it shine Do it even more In a more heartfelt fashion <laughs> I'm gonna let it shine That was a dramatic change earlier in the year. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it everywhere I go, everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I woke up this morning with my mind, Lord, it was set on freedom. I woke up this morning with my mind, it was Set on freedom, say set on freedom, okay. Woke up this morning with my mind, it was set on freedom. I woke up this morning with my mind, it was set on freedom. I woke up this morning with my mind, it was 
set on freedom. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I woke up this morning with my mind set on freedom. Walking and talking with my mind, Lord, it is set on freedom. Walking and talking with my mind, it is And talking with my mind It is set on freedom Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah I woke up this morning with my mind On free, free, freedom Freedom, oh freedom, oh simply you know I don't think you have to laugh at me no what you have to do is realize that rock and roll singers look at me a little bit while you're doing that. Okay. they they look straight out people if you looked at Peter Paul and Mary we looked at each other why do you think we did that For the same reason that I want you to look at me, because then the people saw that we were emotionally connected. And that's what I want the people in the audience to emulate. That's what we did in 1963 when we sang at the March in Washington, where a quarter of a million people were gathered. And Dr. Martin Luther King made his I Have a Dream speech. Now, I know it's difficult for you to simultaneously translate <laughs> and also respond to what I'm saying. <laughs> but what I'd like you to do is try to model this kind of connection that I want the people here to feel with me and with each other. Can you do that? Study, study war no more, more, more. 
spirituals and I was a part of the civil rights movement as were Paul and Mary and what we wanted for our nation was to be able to say the Pledge of Allegiance the last couple of lines are with liberty and justice for all but at the time at which we had that that uh, March on Washington if you were African-American, you would not be able to, in our nation's capital, to go into a bathroom or use a water fountain unless it had a sign above it that said, for colored only. You couldn't, in many parts of this country, sit in the front of the bus. You had to sit in a place showing that you knew your place. Your rights were taken away. You couldn't vote in a lot of the uh, states, uh, particularly in the South. And there was a lynching once every three days on average. And this was not the America that we envisioned. So uh, what ignited this movement in many ways was a huge march at which I sang. And I sang with Paul and Mary two songs. One of them was had the chor this chorus. The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. Can you sing that with me? The answer, my friend, is blowing within the wind. The answer is people sang this together, made their hearts unite. And it bound us together in a way that we felt together that we could change something that was dramatically wrong. And guess what happened? That change to a large degree took place. It was unthinkable at that time that there could be a person of color who would be president of the United States. It was unthinkable that the vast majority of the, of the African Americans would be incorporated into American society in positive and extraordinary ways. And it changed. But it didn't change from the top down. It didn't change because it was de decided in the halls of Congress. Congress ultimately was compelled to pass the Civil Rights Act. Now today, we have need of another movement. And that movement is one that will restore a kind of heart and caring to us in a society that has lost a lot of its compassion, a lot of its empathy, and has kind of made ridicule a sport. How many of you have seen a uh, reality television, raise your hands, a reality shows on television. Raise your hand high so I can see. Okay, how many of you have seen people made fun of and ridiculed on those shows? Raise your hands. As a matter of fact, the New York Times said that the majority of those shows, the vast majority, are based on sh are shame based. And what, what do you think children feel when they watch that? They emulate adults hurting each other. It's a sport. And what they do is they harm each other in emulation. Suicide amongst young people is rampant. And you know, I've just, I just came back day before yesterday, I was in, in Newtown singing at the Sandy Hook School, which has been relocated. How many of you heard about the 20 children and four adults who were killed at Sandy Hook School in Newtown? Raise your hands if you heard about it. 
Well, that's an extreme example, but it happens every day. And in a way, it's happening here every day, right here, in other ways, amongst you and every other school, because it's embedded in our society. For example, look at the way members of Congress are treating each other. It, it, civility and caring and the ability to think about us rather than me is, is diminished. You can be the messengers and the creators of what is needed in this country the way young people were in the civil rights movement when they went down to the South. I'm going to sing a song and at the end of it I'm going to ask Mark Weiss to come on stage and speak a little bit. But this is the anthem of a movement that has a program in 22,000 schools, elementary and middle schools in the United States, trying to allow children to stop the cycle of fear and hatred so they don't push each other away and accept one another. And it uses curricula, social and emotional learning experiential curricula, and it uses music to reach the hearts. And I'm going to ask you to sing with me. And this is like the blowing of the wind of our own time. I'm a little boy with glasses, the one they call a geek. A little girl who never smiles Cause I got braces on my teeth And I know how it feels To cry myself to sleep Thank you I'm the kid on every playground The one that's chosen last A single teenage mother Trying to overcome my past you don't have to be my friend But is it too much to ask? Don't laugh at me Don't call me names Don't get your pleasure From my pain In God's eyes We're all the same Someday we'll all have Perfect wings Don't laugh at me I'm the beggar on the corner You've passed me on the street I wouldn't be out here begging If I had enough to eat And don't think I don't notice our eyes never meet Don't laugh at me Don't call me names Don't get your pleasure from my pain In God's eyes we're all the same Someday we'll all have perfect wings Don't laugh at me I'm fat, I'm thin, I'm short, I'm tall I'm deaf, I'm blind Hey, aren't we all? Don't laugh at me Don't think it's funny that I'm sitting outside this schoolyard crying I've been humiliated and teased and bullied every day on the bus. On the bus. And I am so distressed now. I can't do my homework. I don't want to eat any food. The doctor says I'm suffering with depression. I can't sleep at night. I'm not going back to this school. It's better that I do that than turn on my tormentor and do what was done in Cleveland just the other day. 
And I don't understand how this has happened. What has become of us? I know it's not just the kids. I've heard about the pyramid of hate from the Anti-Defamation League. They say it starts with saying, oh, you can't play with me. You can't sit at this lunch table. You're the wrong color. Get away. We don't like you. You're a Jew. You're gay. You're a lesbian. You're ugly. And then it builds to bias, racism, intolerance, hatred, hate killing, war, and genocide. It's called the pyramid of hate. If we want to stop it, we have to interrupt that cycle. And for that child who's crying out, I can say for all of them, let's just sing for a moment. Don't laugh at me, don't call me names, don't get your pleasure from my pain. I'll give you the words. Here we go. Don't laugh at me, don't call me names. Don't call me names, don't get your pleasure. Don't get your pleasure from my pain, from my pain in God's eyes. In God's eyes, we're all the same. We're all the same. Someday, someday we'll all have perfect wings. Don't laugh at me. I'm black, I'm white, and I am brown. I'm Jewish, I'm Christian, I'm Muslim, I'm Buddhist, I'm Mennonite. I'm Hindu, I'm a practitioner of Native American spirituality. I was born in Kosovo, I was born in Sarajevo, born in Northern Ireland, born in Africa. I'm Hutu, I'm Tutsi, I'm gay, I'm lesbian. I am American Indian. in Afghanistan, in Palestine, in the Sudan, Mexico, Canada, the United States of America. I'm very, very aging. I'm young. I'm very wealthy. I'm very, very poor. Please smile at me. Please be my friend. Please accept me the way I am. No one should be out, left out. We all should be in. Someday we'll all have perfect wings, but we're not perfect, so don't laugh at me. Once more with me, don't laugh at me, don't call me names. Don't laugh at me, don't call me names, don't get your pleasure. Don't get your pleasure, let me hear you. Don't get your pleasure from my pain in God's eyes. In God's eyes, we are all the same. Someday we'll all have perfect wings. Don't laugh at me. In America, we sing. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Don't laugh at me.
You haven't heard the last of him. <laughs> this is uh, very exciting to be here. It's been a year-long, maybe, dream of doing this with a... Mark, get a little farther away. Okay, over here, good? Yes. Yeah, you hear me you back then? Great. Right. With Marcel and, and Levi. And 15 years ago, uh, Peter found that song. Actually, Bethany, Peter's amazing daughter, who's a performer in her wonderful performer in her own right. You can, uh, Bethany and Rufus Roots Quartet. Take a look on YouTube and on the web. But Bethany found the song Don't Laugh at Me because it's a real lesson in how a song can spark a movement and make change and maybe uh, blowing in the wind and if I had a hammer did it in 1963. But that, this song Don't Laugh at Me has for 15 years done that. Um, I'm a Brooklyn, New York kid. Uh, I was a school principal for 20 years. I found, in a bit, we found each other, Peter and I found each other 11 years ago. Uh, as the word was getting out, well, what happened was that the song became a, Peter, Paul, and Mary did an arrangement. They sang it for the National Association of Elementary School Principals, 6,000 principals, heard the song and rose in a spontaneous standing ovation and said, give us the song and give us something to go with that song. And Peter, Ha, thought about it. How, how would we bring the song and what do we need to bring? And he, and he had a lot of friends in New York and they created a, a curriculum, a teacher guide. Peter insisted that it be free of charge, that teachers not have to pay for it. And so Operation Respect was formed. The Don't Laugh at Me program was published and has gone out in hundreds of thousands of copies and with my role uh, working with teachers and educators to deliver that curriculum to teachers and educators all, all over the world. That curriculum is about what we call social and emotional learning or character education, what I call building community, what we're doing this morning, wherever we are. Uh, it's happened through, throughout the United States in, I guess, tens of thousands of schools uh, in a whole variety of ways and all over the world. So uh, just to bring a connection here with Levi and Marcel, I found myself in a day camp two summers ago uh, at the WIEM Center, Peace and Conflict Resolution Center that Marcel's dad, Zugby, is the leader of. And there we were, Levi and I kind of figuring out, how do we use these guitars and to do something that brings these little kids together? And you would, well, a day camp in Bethlehem, uh, up right there's a wall there between Bethlehem and, and Israel. It's pretty stark, and yet it's a day camp for kids. Kids are kids. They just came in the morning, and one five-year-old, if you remember, was crying away. And why would she be crying? Because her mother was going off to work, and she was crying, just like any other day camp we could have been in. Uh, so for me, the work is about building community wherever you are, and those kids were kids. Um, and there's a lot of politics that goes with that, which we're interested in. We care about those politics. Uh, but underneath it, we're hoping that young people can get the spirit of community that we're trying to deliver. And, and that's what we're doing all over the world. And I so appreciate that I, I would have been a New York City kid and, a, and a, doing the education work in New York, but have had the opportunity to see that this work can be done wherever you are. So wherever you go or wherever you are, there's a building of community that can happen, and uh, I appreciate it, and I, I hope you, we're gonna get a little more of this this morning. I don't wanna take more time, but to, just to say, we have a workshop at 12 o'clock, I think, so I don't know if, who might be there or who, who won't be. And then Peter will be, as you know, be in concert tonight here. Very exciting for us. Great dream come true. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Margaret. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, and um, I'd like to just, I would like to sing another song, but I first would like to ask you um, to, to think about something. I, one of the problems in uh, a circumstance in which um, there is a problem is that until it gets recognized, it, it remains, and if people say, oh, let's sweep it under the carpet, then it doesn't, it doesn't get addressed. And I, I have the feeling that there is a version of 
the kind of cruelty that exists for young people in all walks of society and even here amongst yourselves that and it's to a certain degree invisible and not addressing it is like being a bystander when you say well that's the way things are that's I was just on on a revisit of the Selma Montgomery March which was another landmark event in the civil rights movement and the daughter of George Wallace spoke at the University of Alabama after the uh, the current wife of 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 uh, our Attorney General Holder and um, John Lewis, who's in the Congress, who is a great civil rights leader, leads this. It's called Faith and Politics Pilgrimage. And this was the third time that I spoke, that I attended and sang there. But when Governor Wallace's daughter got up and she spoke, she, she, there was something extraordinary that happened. We were all in tears, those of us who were in the movement itself, whose lives had been threatened, we sang at the at the gravesite of of um, uh, you know the Goodman, Cheney, and Schwerner. Andrew Goodman was one of the three civil rights workers that was killed in Mississippi. He was a college student your age, and we 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 were asked to sing. We sang "Blowing in the Wind" at his gravesite when they put the his gravestone there, and. What she said was very, very important. She spoke about how she loved her father, but she never understood why he did what he did, and he never would talk to her about it. And although he later recanted, he never really said why he stood there in front of that school and said segregation yesterday, segregation today, and segregation always. And and he became kind of a part of the, the symbol, George Wallace, of the, the, the kind of power that we had to overcome in order to make civil rights happen. Well, when she raised her hand at the end of her speech, she said, I rise to, to confront the racism that exists today in our country. That means against African American, particularly, it's called, this most vicious form is the cradle to jail for pipeline for young black men. That, it, and it's all funded. It's a big, it's privatizing uh, jails. And it's a big business. And to see her do that and disavow her father's point of view and virtually in a way really apologized for what he did, brought us all to tears. And you in your world, just as, you know, I'm going with Mark and just another uh, on Monday to Israel and to Palestine, and we will be where Marcel's father is in Palestine. We. Standing by and not doing anything and pre pretending that cruelty and injustice is happening is effectively abetting it. And this is, there was a discussion while we were there at the church where the four little girls in Birmingham were, were killed in a firebomb. And and one of the, the people who spoke said, it was just the way things are. There was a panel discussion. Well, it's not the way things are, folks, to say that it's okay to have the hierarchies that exist and the exclusion that exists and the general sense of, 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 of alienation on a certain level, even if it's mild. If you create a peace right here 
And peace means accepting each other, really accepting each other and including each other. It will change your lives and it will change the world because doing it through your efforts, just as it was the young people of your age who changed America in the civil rights movement is what's gonna change it and that's what we desperately need. So I'm gonna sing a song that we also sang at, the, sang at the March on Washington. And if we have time, I'll ask you a couple of questions, but I'd like you to sing it with me. I think you, you know it. Bring up the guitar, please, a little bit. Thank you. If I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning, a hammer in the evening, all over this land. All right, I need you to. I'm, I know, I just, I've got a little bit of sciatica, so that's why I'm sitting down. But for this song, in order to encourage you to confront your sciatica of sorts, I'm going to stand up. I was just with Mark, we were at a, a, a conference called Beyond Bullying. Because I think as Marcel observed when we were talking about, about this right before the concert, bullying is a form of injustice. And the antithesis of that is peace. And so when we have an anti-bullying program like Don't Laugh at Me, and if you're interested to know how it works, you come to the workshop. I, this was called Beyond Bullying, and I, said, I wanted to make a point, and I said, what did it mean to you? By the way, do we have any more time, or am I? Are we, 
Five minutes, okay. If, we're, if, you, if you think about it in this song, here we were, it's a civil rights movement. Uh, what, to, what, what did it mean in that context, singing, I'd hammer out danger, I'd hammer out a warning. What was the warning? What was the danger? This is not a rhetorical question. Raise your hands. What was the danger and what was the warning? This was the civil rights movement. Can you make a guess? We were singing this song. It was an anthem of the civil rights movement. It said, I'd hammer out danger, I'd hammer out a warning. What is the warning we were talking about? No, 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 raise your hand. <laughs> raise your hand if you have an answer. Please. Whoever spoke, please raise your hand. Yes, thank you. My, my, my latter-day hippie friend in the front. I know, me too. Okay, is that what? That the unjust relationships will kill us. That's right. That if we don't, the warning is that if we don't preserve justice, it will go away. And that the effects of that are going to destroy humanity or the humanity within us. That is the warning. The warning is that you must preserve justice. Don't think that it's going to be preserved just by itself because it was one in those days. It's going to be rolled back. And that's what's happening in our country today. And that same danger. And what is the answer to it? How do we prevent that from occurring? It's inherent in the song. How do we do it? It's stated in the song. Raise your hand, for goodness sakes. <laughs> love, exactly. The love between my brothers and my sisters. You don't fight injustice by overpowering forces. You do it by creating love, by creating acceptance. That's the only way we could be, be successful, through inspiration and through love and nonviolence. And what I would like to see happen is that when we go away from this campus, is that you think about the injustice that to one degree or another exists in your own worlds, whether it's right here or between you and the people in the town, or and try and create something that will give you what I got when I was young and your age, a model of what it could be like. And then you will be empowered to go out there and make changes on a larger level. But first, do it where you're living. Mark? I just thought, yeah, do you have questions? Any, we want, why not give a shot to that? Anything come up for you that you'd like to ask? We're here, and we like the idea that we, I like the idea we've never been here before, so that's a good thing. Is there fear or is there not? <laughs> Mark, you know what? It's yeah. hard to understand. I'm right. use this Any mic. questions? Use, use this mic. You know that. Yeah. Ready. Say it again. Say it. Questions, thoughts, comments. Anger, accusations, peace signs. All of the above, right. Embraces. Okay. Uh, 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 gestures of of irresponsibility. <laughs> That's it. Okay. All right. Well, there's one right here. How do you promote just peace in the Middle East and acknowledge both sides of that issue? Mm. For us, in my work, in the way I do it, but there are lots of ways, it's good listening, deep listening. And so one moment was, we were doing a workshop in Bethlehem. We had 25 educators. We were, Peter, after lunch, sang a children's song called uh, Mom has taken us to the zoo tomorrow. Playful, fun. At the end, it felt like, felt like there was a little negative, wasn't all happy. So I kind of opened it up as, what, you know, what are you feeling about this? And, Someone said, well, 
it brings up something for us because we don't have a zoo and we used to have a zoo and the zoo is on the other side of that wall and we can't get to the zoo. It's a very raw spot for us. And there we were. And, and so I said, we need to know this. That's why we're here, because we're in a moment of privilege we don't see. Uh, and so it was just a, a powerful moment for us to connect and understand that even the most playful of songs wasn't as playful as we thought. Well, for me, in this work, well, well, there's a tacit understanding that adults are, t are stuck to a large degree, that they're, they have their hatreds, they have their fears, and, and their prejudices. And they're, they're going to, but young people are not, and therefore, uh, absent some extraordinary event that humanizes people so they can listen to each other's narrative, adults, if we work with the children, as we have been now for 14 years at Operation Respect, when they grow to be adults and they grow up learning how to listen, how to identify their emotions, respect the emotions of others, how to learn the elements of nonviolent uh, conflict resolution and practice it in their lives, and are seek peace seekers and peace builders in their own community, they will grow up to be citizens and leaders of a society that can, can break this, um, this gridlock. I, I don't know what we can do with adults. I know that, in, that the Newtown tragedy may precipitate a real change here. It, it, if it happens, it will happen at a great cost. That was a great cost. It may not have been a lot of people, but the image of those children uh, being killed in the way they were is, is more than people can handle. But in the meantime, our job is to count on the fact that young people, like the people here, can grow up and go beyond the hatred and the fear and the habits of rejection and listen to each other's narratives and develop empathy and compassion, which is so, so, so absent in certain ways from the American landscape. Any others or are we finished? I'll tell you what, if we're oh, over there. Yes, please. Yes. In Scotia, we have a hiring policy that isn't inclusive of gay and lesbian people. And, but the issue is very large and complex. Um, it has to do with the systemic church. Yes. Um, and we have an opportunity to be kind of a light on the hill in the Mennonite church right. to um, revoke that policy and hire gay and lesbian people. Would you suggest we do that as a grass movement, a grassroots movement, or how do we respond to something that's so large and complex as that is? The most exciting thing that could have happened is making this real in that kind of way, for me. I would be, it would be presumptuous of me to tell you what to do, but if you decide that that is a kind of justice that you feel you want to pursue, I would suggest, after having watched in the Vietnamese War after Kent State, when there was a moratorium, and, and then we couldn't believe it. The power of you students to change a policy is extraordinary. But what you have to do it is with love and nonviolence, and you have to do it understanding that there are people who have grown up with a particular perspective that is so powerful to them that it is like saying, if you say that you have to accept gays and lesbians, it's like saying uh, Jesus Christ was not uh, you know, uh, a deity or, or a son of a deity. It's that powerful and that painful and difficult. And, and if that, in order to keep, keep that in mind, it's a real process to do it without emotional blood being shed. But if I were in your shoes and I were a student here, I would be asking the question, and in my heart, 
I would want to accept anybody who, whether they, they were with any type of sexuality that they were, that they adopt. I, I mean, I just, I think we're growing into that. I'll tell you, just three years ago, if I were to say um, gay or lesbian in the fifth grade, they'd be giggling and really embarrassed. No more. I campaigned for Tammy Baldwin, who is our first openly gay lesbian um, senator, who could be, she's so brilliant, she could be president one day. The way to make that happen is through a, a process of listening and caring. And, but the insistence you can be outraged, but you can you can you can feel outrage inside yourself, but you don't don't feel hate. And embrace the person that that doesn't think the way you do. That goes on. It's a much larger conversation. But thank you so much for for the courage to bring that up. I'm sure it's a very, very important topic for all of you young people to handle. That makes it our, our coming here very real and very important. I appreciate that. I'd like a little acknowledgement for that. I want to share. So, so I I think we we are compelled to 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 uh, finish now, but uh, I just want to tell you it's it's a great thing to be here it's uh, it's going to be beautiful sharing with you and tonight is the concert free for students no then pay the money and come anyhow for goodness sakes <laughs> and if you do if you do I promise you'll hear puff the magic dragon <laughs>